This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Welcome podcast. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Petrie. Got a little bit of a tickle in the throat. Don't know what happened. Don't know how, but woke up from a nap. Got a little bit of a tickle. Huh? It's crap weather here. Rainy, cold. I actually personally like this weather. I know I'm one of the weird ones. I prefer a cold, rainy day over a 95-degree day any day of the week. I don't know. I just like it. Maybe it's, you know, I haven't never done a genealogy test, but I got to be from some fucking, you know, my ancestors got to be some, from some, like, cold, rainy place. I, I You know, I've been told 10 different things. Petrie was French for a little bit. My dad always told me I was French, and then, um, you know, I've heard a lot of it was Scottish, which makes sense. Scotland's kind of cold place. I've heard Germany. I've heard, you know, I've heard a million different things. Um so who knows, right? I'm a mutt. I'm just a mutt of them all. Really should figure that out, right? Spitting a tube. We have UFC Moscow. Really interesting card, guys. Wasn't going to do the pick Was just going to release a video. Video kind of fell behind. And I go, you know what? There's a lot of interesting guys on this card. It's a full of Russians, which is very interesting to me. <clears throat> a lot of pretty evenly, you know, even matchups. And I think a lot of these Russians are very high because it's in Russia. And I might be crazy to bet against any Russian in Russia, and especially since Russia MMA right now is crazy. But we might do that. We're going to get into it. We're going to break it down, guys. Got some nice little underdog picks here. Um, I think the co-main event's interesting. I think the main event's a banger of a fight. Wish it was five rounds. It's not five rounds. So if you think it's five rounds, it's not. It's a three-round fight because they moved from the Boston card to the Moscow card. So the bout agreement was signed for three rounds. So they're keeping a three rounds. So no five round fights on this card. Heavy card. I mean, heavy card with 13 fights, 13 fights on this name. Morning card, 10 a.m. I believe. East Coast time, 7 a.m. West Coast. I love it. I love it too. And then, you know, I'm going over this card. There's a lot of interesting fighters, some fighters I don't know, some fighters I do know. And, uh, you know, I think American MMA is the best. I mean, the, the if you... It, Look at all the champions, right? Heavyweight champions, American. Light heavyweight champion is, uh, God, who is a light heavyweight champion? John Jones, American. Jeez, I, I was going to say DC. My brain farted. Middleweight champion, Israel Asanya, New Zealand. You got the 170-pound champion. Um, why am I fucking playing on these names, bro? Kamar Usman. Uh, you know, Nigerian, but also kind of American, you know, lives in America, grew up in America, but was born Nigerian. 155 pound champion, Khabib, Dagestan, that's Russia. 145 pound champion, Max Holloway, that's Hawaii, that's American. 135 pound champion, you got uh, Henry Cejudo, American, 125 American. So I think American MMA is by far and away the best. You know, if you're from America, you, you know, and we have the best training, all that stuff. But for the longest time, Brazil was number two, I thought, right? And I think Brazil is a hot bet for MMA. They got some fucking beast down there, right? Still have some beast. But I think Russian MMA has now eclipsed Brazilian MMA. I'd be really interested in doing a Brazil versus Russia card. I think that'd be really interesting. Uh, two nations fighting it out. Very unique styles. Brazil's got the jiu-jitsu, and a lot of those guys down there have really good Muay Thai as well. And then in Russia, there's wrestling and combat sambo. Very interesting. I think I just came up with something there. But in my for my money, it's USA one, Russia two, and I you know Dagestan, you know all that. And then three is is Brazil. I think that's the rank of countries that have 
the best MMA fighters. And, uh, you know, don't at me or at me. Go ahead and argue with me. That's my hot take. But I don't think it's that hot of a take. I think that's that's pretty clear. But I would love to see a Brazil versus Russian card. Very interesting. You know, I would love to see a pure jiu-jitsu guy going against. You know, it just reminds me of the days of Fedor versus Nogueira. Nogueira was a decent boxer who had great jiu-jitsu. And uh, Fedor was the greatest of all time with incredible sambo. Good good wrestling, good jiu-jitsu himself. So, or good submissions himself. So it, it'd be, I love it. I, lo- I, I, I typically don't like putting countries versus countries. It's not really my thing. Like they've done that in the Ultimate Fighter. And it's whatever. But I would I would like to see Russian versus uh, Brazil and do it in like Mexico. Just fucking just do it somewhere weird. All right. Sorry, I'm drinking. I'm trying to get the uh, you'll tickle out of my throat, boys. Let's dive into the fights. We got 13 of them. Huh? What do you say? First fight of the night. Grigori Pavov, who's 14-3 versus Davy Grant, who's 8-4. Pavov is a minus 205 favorite. Davy Grant is a plus 165 underdog. I got burned on Popov in his UFC debut. I went, I took him as an under. He has a, a Muay Thai background. I believe he trains out of uh, Tiger Muay Thai, maybe. He's a traditional Thai guy. He fought Eddie Wineland, who I thought might have been washed up. This dude got slept by Eddie Wineland, right? Slap, right hand, boom. Just put it, wouldn't put his fucking hands up. Could take a shot, had a good chin. Wouldn't put his fucking hands up. I do think he's talented. He does hold a lot of titles outside of the UFC. Obviously, he's 0-1 UFC. That was his debut. He's fighting Davey Grant, who, listen, this is this guy's last draw in the UFC. I think he's 8-4. His back's against the wall. He fights once a year. He hasn't fought in a long time. He, oddly enough, has a win over Marlon Vera, which is very surprising considering Marlon Vera is, is, is going on a streak here. So, Davey Grant's last fight was July 2018. That was against uh, Manny Bermudez. So, it's been over a year since he's fought. And then before that, it was uh, 2016. Um, he lost armbar by Damian Stasiak. So he's been submitted in his last two fights in the past three and a half years. And then he beat Marlon Vera in, um, in uh, 2016. Pavlov is a guy who has some submission records, uh, submission wins on his record. But this guy's a Muay Thai guy. He's, he's, he's pretty well-rounded, but obviously the fight wants to stay on the feet. Davey Grant's a guy that you can't really sleep on, even though his record's not great um he's scrappy i think i think he could possibly win this fight if he gets a fight to the ground maybe secures position and just really holds pavlov down i don't know enough about pavlov's game to really know how great he is like i said he does have submission wins on his record but i don't know if that's from the top the bottom whatever not really sure how his takedown offense is his striking is pretty dangerous he does hit hard he throws hard kicks he throws hard punches he did crack eddie wyland but wyland's just such a vet and so tough that you know it, it didn't really matter in that fight again david grant's scrappy i don't think he's really good anywhere i think he's kind of he's like a jack of all trades he's kind of just, you know, when I say scrappy, I mean, it's kind of a shot in his face because I'm, I'm basically saying he's kind of dog shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to, but that's basically what it is. I just don't think he's that talented. I remember him on the Ultimate Fighter. I didn't think he was that talented. Um, really surprised that he has made it this far in the UFC. I think that Marlon Vera win has gave, gave him some really good fucking uh, graces with the UFC. He won that fight, signed a three-fight contract. He's only taken two fights in three and a half years. This is obviously probably his last fight in the contract. Um... I'd be shocked if Paul Bob loses, right? He's Russian, even though he looks like he's from Thai- Thailand. Uh, I don't really understand this guy, if I'm being completely honest with you. But um, he should win this fight, right? He's he, He's got more fights than David Grant. Less UFC fights, but more fights. Probably hasn't fought the, the, the competition David Grant has. But he should have all the skills to win here, right? Um, on paper. So I'm going to, I'm going to take Pavlov. He's a little high. He's been bouncing around. He's 198 on FanDuel earlier. He's 205 now. So he's, he's a two to one favorite, which makes sense. Cause David Grant, again, 
scrappy, which is another word of saying you're, you're a piece of shit. So uh, I'm going to go with Paul Bob, though. Um, hopefully he doesn't burn me again. If he burns me again, you don't want... <laughs> You don't want to know what's going to happen. Nothing, really. But I'm, I'll get on my fucking podcast and I'll fucking, I'll get mad. All right, next up, Jessica Rose Clark. She's nine and five. She's fighting Penny Kazad, who's 11 and five. Jessica Rose Clark is a minus 120 favorite. Penny is a minus 110 underdog. Uh, excuse me. Rose Clark is the underdog. Penny is the slight favorite. Um, you know, I don't know if this is quite a bowl. Like spaghetti and meatball. I don't know if it's a bowl spaghetti fight because Jessica Rose Clark is a girl who's fought a lot, a lot of top competition. She's got a win over Paige Van Zant back in 2018. She's got a win over Beck Rawlings. And she's fought Sarah Kaufman. She already has a loss to painting uh Kazad. I just now noticed that. So maybe that is one of the reasons why they're uh they are uh Clark is a slight underdog. I believe she has more UFC appearance. Pentagon looks uh looks good in the photos here. Pentagon made her UFC debut last uh not last month, uh excuse me, in July. She lost to Julia Villa by decision. And then she was on the other fighter and, and, and lost to by Red Naked Choke by uh M- Macy Shazazian, who uh, won it. She also has a loss to several. A lot of these girls, a lot of them fought the same fucking fighters. This is crazy. So basically, yes. Maybe you like spaghetti and meatball? I retract my previous statement. This is 100% spaghetti and meatball fight. I had no idea how they literally have the same records. They have the same women they have fought. They have fought each other. Penny has won that a while ago. Jessica Clark, I thought, had some more signature wins in the UFC. Eileen Clark, she's a slight underdog, so we'll cash that. Um, but really, you can go anyway with this fight. I mean, let, let, let's be honest with you. You can go anyway in your fight. I'm impressed that Panny, uh, you know, went to the ult- finals of the Ultimate Fighter, lost to Ch- uh, Chazian. Uh, Chazian, Macy Chazian. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I'll never know how to pronounce her last name. I'll never learn it. Um, so, you, I mean, listen, you can go either way here. I'm going to avoid this fight. I'm on a, a six-month ban of betting any women's fight because I always get it wrong. Um, my instincts tell me Jessica Rose Clark is a little bit better here, but... You know, Penny, you know, she could show up. I don't know. My instincts have been dog shit lately. So maybe fade me on this one. Uh, if you're a guy or, or or girl that loves to bet on women fights and, you know, some of them are really 50-50 toss-ups, you know, you want to put your money in 50-50, that's fine. Um, I just, I, I would avoid this fight if I was, if I was going to take it, which I'm not. I'm not going to bet this fight. But um, yeah, I'm going with Jessica Rose Clark, Slide Underdog. What's up? What's up? What's up? Aussie. She's Aussie. Aussie, mate. Uh, next up, Alexander Yakolev. He is 25 and 25, nine and one. He's fighting Roosevelt Roberts, who is eight and one. Yakolev is a plus 130 underdog. Roosevelt's a minus 160 favorite. <sighs> I was really high on Roosevelt. Roosevelt Roberts was close to being one of my guys. He looked great off the contender series. He looked great in his UFC debut. He did not look great in his last fight. Vince Pichel basically bullied him. Uh, did whatever he wanted with Roosevelt. Roosevelt really kind of looked on her size in that fight. I know Vince is a big. 155er, but Roosevelt did seem small in that fight. Um, definitely quicker, but uh, he, none of his punches really hurt Vince, and Vince was just on top of him, uh, grinding against his cage. Roosevelt, Roosevelt um, ever since he cut his hair, I mean, you know, he shaved off the fucking locks. You know, he's lost some of his power. I mean, I, I believe in that. I believe in that, and I believe in crystals, guys. Okay? No, I really don't. I don't believe in any of that. So don't fucking, if you're listening to this and you were waiting for me to say crystals, that I believe in healing crystals. Um, 
I'm sorry, I don't. But, uh, you know, to each his own. But Roosevelt Roberts really let me down in the Vince Patel fight. I bet heavy on Roosevelt. I picked him. I lost, right? He was a pretty big favorite. I think he was in the plus 300s against, or excuse me, minus 300s against Vince Patel. I was on Yakov as a guy who um, fought at 170. He's fought Kamar Usman. He's got a win over Gray Maynard. He's fought some tough guys, right? He's tough to take down. He's long. He's doesn't have the most power in the world. He was he was a small 170. Now he's at 55. He's pretty lanky at 55. Um, he's awkward, right? He's got good cardio. He can he can punch and move. Decent kicks. Doesn't really want to get the fight to the ground, but I believe he's pretty pretty. You know, he can get the fight to the ground, right? His last win was in um, in uh, April of 2019. He guillotine choked Alex da Silva, and then before that, he was coming off two straight losses. Didn't he fight Great Man? Yeah, okay, so he fought Great Man. So he's bounced up and down from one 150, uh, 155, 170 because he popped up to 170 against Usman and Cummings, and then dropped back down to Silva there. Okay, so yeah. Um, this is a really tough fight to pick. This is really, I, I mean, it, uh, six months ago, I would have been like Roosevelt Roberts to get destroy this fucking guy. Uh, Yakulov's a guy who I've never been overly impressed with, but he's also frustrated me because I've been on the wrong side of him before. Um, I mean, listen, when you go three rounds of Kamar Usman, when you're undersized, uh, I know that was a young Kamar Usman, but still, that's still impressive, right? Kamar Usman is a big 170, strong guy. And he couldn't get this guy out of there. I don't think Roosevelt Roberts will be able to get this guy out of there. Roosevelt has a good chokes. He has a good guillotine. Um, he didn't show much on the ground against Pachel. Pachel, again, a bigger guy. I think Yokolevs could be the bigger guy here. Um, I think a smart play would be the underdog. I think Yokolev could be a good choice here. However, there's always a however. I'm not ready to jump ship on Roosevelt Roberts yet. I'm not ready for it. I think the guy's immensely talented. I'm bummed that he shaved his fucking head and doesn't have the fucking predator dreads or whatever. His nickname has something to do with his dreads, right? That he had? What's his nickname? Yeah, it's uh, Go Getta. Okay, never mind. Oof, that was that was ugly. I thought it was like the predator or something. It's Go Getta. That's dumb. Uh, I might change my pick now. No, I'm not. I'm going to go with Roosevelt Roberts. I'm going to go with the favorite. However... I, it, it, I have faith in Roosevelt to really, really bounce back here. I think this would be a very tough fight. I think this is going to show where he's at, right? I think this is going to be, is he ready for top 15 lightweights? Is he ready for main card stuff? Um, Pachel really sent him back. So this is going to, this is going to show a lot. And, um, Volk Yakolev again, could play spoiler here. It's in Russia. He's Russian. I believe he's Russian, right? Yeah, he looks Russian. Um, so listen, I, I don't want to bet against a Russian in Russia, but I'm going to go Roberts just because I got a soft spot for him, but I do love the underdog play on Yakulov. All right, next up, Akibog Nurmagomedov, who's 15-2-1. He's fighting David Zawada, who is 16-5. Nurmagomedov is a minus 300 favorite. Zawada is a plus 230. Um, Nurmagomedov, I believe he's related. I know there's a lot of Nurmagomedovs that aren't related to Khabib. I think he is related to Khabib. I think he's cousin, if I'm not mistaken. Um... He just literally fought in in PFL back in uh, a year ago and uh, had a draw with Bourne uh, Valechik. And then he's got some ugly losses. I'm going to go ahead and say that. Magomed Mustafa, uh, Dr. Stoppage round one. Magomed fights in the UFC. And then you got, then you got uh, Pavel Kush in the PFL, rear naked choke, second round. Um, doesn't really have a signature win. He's got a win over John Howard by, uh, that's his biggest win over John Howard by decision in the world series of fighting. Um, been around for a while. Uh, he's been fighting for 15, two and one pro record. Pretty interesting, right? Uh, Davis Watt is a guy I, I've never been overly impressed with. 
Um, you know, he's he's I think he's a solid, solid prospect, but I don't think he's great. He had a really interesting fight with Danny Roberts where he lost his put decision, and then uh the leech kicked him in the body, destroyed him at a third round when he was he was actually doing pretty well. So he's 0-2 in the UFC, has not got a win in the UFC yet. Does have some decent fights outside the UFC. He's German, so he's fighting the KSW in Poland and whatnot. Um 0-2 in the UFC versus a guy debuting in the UFC. Uh listen, it, you're you're crazy if you're gonna bet against Nurmagomedov, right? That's related to that's related to Khabib. I wonder if this guy goes to AKA when Khabib's not in camp. I know they always go over together, right? It feels like when Ish, Ish, Islam Islam when Islam is fighting uh, Khabib's in camp. I wonder if the same is for this guy. I could be totally wrong. He could be completely not related to Khabib. I don't know. Um, I did think that this was his cousin because I remember one of his teammates or or brothers or what he calls them was fighting in the PFL, now he's in the UFC. But you're crazy to go against Akibaba. I just don't see enough in Zawada to really think he's going to do uh, do anything in this fight. I think he's obviously knows what he's getting into. He's 0-2 in the UFC. His back's against the wall. Hungry dogs run fast. I do say that, but Akimedov, or excuse me, Akibar is going to be, excuse me for that burp there, I'm disgusting. Um, he's going to be tough to handle here, right? I, I, I hope he doesn't gas out. Um, but I see a heavily grappling exchange. I see him wearing him on the ground, probably looking for submission, probably going to be a decision win. Uh, Nurmagomedov, if he wants to fucking really make a splash in UFC, I would definitely, you know, try to finish this fucking fight, start crushing some fucking heads here, go for the kill in the round one, which I think Zawada is a tough dude. Um, but you know, he's only been finished once in the UFC, but I think it can happen. I think you can do it. I don't think it though. Like, right. So I wouldn't bet this fight because I think Nurmagomedov's too high. However, I would bet like a prop, like just throw five bucks on that. It would be finished because I bet the finish for this is is pretty high because neither guy are finishers. All right, next up, the fight I'm looking forward to the most, the fight that I have highlighted, we'll get into it. Roman Kapilov, who is 8-0. He is a plus, or excuse me, minus 110 pick him. He is uh, a slight, slight favorite. He's fighting Carl Robinson or Roberson. I can never, Roberson. Carl Roberson, who is 8-2. He's a minus 120 underdog, slight underdog. Pick him fight. I checked FanDuel today. It was both minus 115. Uh, I'm not sure what my local book has it at. Um, when this first fight, when I looked at this card on Monday, I I was trying to figure out what I'm going to do a video of, right? What fight should I do a video of? And I don't like doing like a minus 400 and giving like a big chalk pick out there. Every, everybody can do that. I look at the cards that's going to make the most money. I look at the fights that are fairly even and enough to lay the, lay the number. Uh, this fight jumped out at me. And initially when the line opened, Robeson was a slight underdog. I think he was like a plus 105. I said, I don't know who this Roman Kapilov guy. I know it's in fucking Russia, but I don't know who this fucking chump is. Roberson almost finished uh, Glover Teixeira, finished Darren Stewart with a with a rear naked choke, has big power, right? Knocked out Ryan Spann on the, on the contender series, is a big dude for middleweight, strong power for all these things. I'm like, dude, that's stealing. For him to be an underdog that's stealing, I was all over Roberson. Yesterday and the day before, all I did was look up tape on fighters I didn't know. Roman Kopolov's guy that knows, making his UFC debut. Eight, no. This kid's sharp. He is sharp, right? Multiple time World Sambo champion. Eight, no in his UFC, uh, or excuse me, eight, no in his MMA career. Uh, started fighting MMA in 2016. This kid is sharp, right? Sharpshooter, fucking Southpaw. Beautiful kicks, beautiful straight right hand, has a lot of finishes to the body, to the head. He's a killer. He moves really well. 
I feel like I got to see him next to Roberson, but the video I've seen of him, he seems to be a little, he will be a little undersized because Roberson is a big guy coming from 205. But Kopilov is a guy that looked great on the video I watched. He looked great. I want to see how he does against a big, powerful guy like Roberson who's been in the UFC, who's fought top competition. He's had some wins over top competition. He's been in there. He's got a great resume. But Kopilov's a guy that I'm fucking interested in seeing. I have a lot of lists of my guys, and I don't have a Russian on there. I don't have a guy. I have a couple Nigerians. Shout out Usman. Shout out Adesanya. I got a couple Irishmen. Just one, Connor. And, you know, and I'm, I'm filling my roster up here. Pretty good. Um, and I want to get on this train early. Making a GFC debut, right? And, and if he wins and goes on and becomes top ranked, whatever, I don't want to be like, oh, he's my guy now. I can't do that. You got to jump on a train early. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong, right? But you don't hop off. He's not one of my guys yet. Get past this weekend. He's one of my guys. But I'm going to pick Kopilov. I, I, he's a slight favorite. He could fall as an underdog. It's a pick and fight. Um, all my instincts early in the week told me Roberson, but my instincts have been failing me. I have been cold, cold, cold. Darren Till bailed me out because he's one of my guys, right? Darren Till bailed me out this past weekend, made me some money because he's one of my guys, and I'll be always loyal to him. He's made me money two or three times now, twice, I think. Kopilov. I like this kid. I, I'm taking Kopilov. He's going to be my heavy bet. My he- I need a heavy bet sign. I'm going to bet heavy on him. I'm going to take half of my till winnings and put it on Kopilov. Um, I know that's crazy, but I think you get a bang for your buck. I mean, minus 110. I mean, basically, you're doubling your money, essentially. You know, minus a couple bucks here and there. I think that's a smart play. Robeson, big, powerful dude. He can go out there and knock Kopilov out in four seconds. I wouldn't be surprised, right? I've been ice cold. My instincts told me Roberson, so I'm kind of fading myself. But then when I watched tape on Kopilov, I realized how fucking talented this guy was. If, you, if, if you're bored, look up Kopilov highlights, whatever, type him in the YouTube. You know how to do it. I'm not going to tell you how to do YouTube. And this kid will jump off the screen to you. He's, he's that good, in my opinion. He's that good. Uh, so, yeah. So, that is a fight I'm very looking forward to. All right. Next up, you got Rustum Havilov. He's 23 and 4 versus Sergey. This is going to be Sergey. This is going to be. Uh, you're just going to go by Sergey for the rest of the fight. Okay, so Rustam is a minus 180. Sergey is a plus 145 underdog. Um, interesting fight here. Rustam was a guy I was really impressed with early in his UFC career. He's got a win over Masvidal at 155. Um, you know, he's kind of looked lack of days going his last couple fights. Like almost like he just doesn't care because he's been fighting the UFC for so long. Very, very talented striker. He's good on the ground. Um, does have some holes in his game, but, you know, is very talented. Sergey is a guy I wasn't familiar with. Looked up some tape on him. Looked at his record. Um, he's one and zero in the UFC. His decision win over Rustam Akman, which is, it, which is a decent little win because Akman's is a, is a big, strong, hairy fucking gorilla of a man. He fought just recently and in, in, in lost a very close decision, I believe, to Jake Matthews. Um, a lot of his losses, he's been, he's got a ton of fights. He's twenty seven and five, I believe. All of his losses, besides maybe one or two. Okay, so he's got so he's ne- he's never been not oh, he's been knocked out one time by Edward Vartarian, and then all the other wins and losses. Excuse me, all the other losses have come by decision, and then. Uh, Two submissions, right? Um, I don't think Rustam is going to submit this guy, right? I don't think uh, Rustam is a guy who who has fought better competition. I think probably has a little bit edge on the stand up here, but he's coming off a loss in February to, to Diego Ferrara, which is which is a good which is a good loss, right? Ferrara's top of the division, but then he's got a split decision win over Cajun Johnson, which I thought he lost back in August of eighteen. I thought he lost that fight, and then and then he's been kind of sporadic. He only fought once in twenty seventeen. Um, he fought. 
four times in 2016. So maybe he just took uh, uh which McCall maybe he just took uh, 17 off there for a little bit. Um, so he hasn't been the most active guy in the world. Maybe dealing with injury, or whatever. I believe he used to fight at Jackson's. Not sure if he still does. With that being said, Sergey's an underdog. Listen, Sergey's going to come in here. They're both Russian, so there's going to be no home field advantage. Um, Sergey's. One and zero in the UFC. I think he does some some flashing and striking. I think his chin holds up pretty well. I think he's a little incompetent on the ground. So I think Rustam could maybe take this fight to the ground, hold him down, make this a wrestling match, uh, grind him out there. He might think he needs a win. I like Sergey here as an underdog. I think it's smart. To, to, if you're going to get the first underdog in the night, it's going to be a Russian. He's at plus 145. I think that's smart money. Um, I know Rustam has the better experience, has fought more wins, or excuse me, has fought uh, better competition, has a ton of wins in the UFC. But, you know, I don't know if, he, if he's pot committed right now. I think he's looked a little lazy in his last two fights. Um, and I really like Sergey to probably get a close split decision here or a decision. I think he can outpoint Rustam. If, as long as he can stay away from the takedown, I think he's long enough and his striking is a little bit... I wouldn't say better, but cleaner where he can get in and get out. I don't think either of these guys are probably going to get knocked out. Russell does have a really good spinning wheel kick. You got to look out for that. He's got good kicks in general, but uh, I'm going to go with Sergey here. I'm taking a shot at the under here. First under night's got to be a Russian, right? All right. I need like drinking music. Ugh. I need like drinking music. I wasn't drinking alcohol, by the way. I don't know what that was. I need like to play a little boo boo. Brian's taking a drink. So you guys don't hear me chugging drinks. All right, next up, Magomed Akilovs. God, these names are killing me. Magomed Akilovs, who's 11 and 1. He's a minus 360 favorite. He's fighting Dasha. This is going to be a hell of a name. Dasha Lungambula, South African, who's 10 and 1. He is a plus 270 underdog. Um, I took Dosh in his first fight. I love, you know, I love the South African story. My boy Don Madge is from South Africa, a place I always wanted to visit. I always want to go. Dosh looked pretty good in his UFC debut. You know, he's a big, strong, powerful striker. He looked pretty good. You know, he, he uh, Daquan Townsend, he knocked him out in the third round, uh, left cross, and he finished on the ground. He's got a lot of wins by strikes and punches. His only loss is rear naked choke back in 2015. Um, Makhmed Akinlov is a guy that a lot of people really like coming from Russia. He's a big, powerful, strong dude. You know, he's got a, a you know he's got some wins in the UFC. He's two and one in the UFC. He's got one finish decision win over Kilson Abru. And then if you remember, he famously lost to Paul Craig in the Paul Craig fight. He kept taking Paul Craig down, kept taking Paul Craig down, kept taking Paul Craig down. And then like ten seconds left in the in the fucking fight where he's dominating the whole fight, he got submitted up with the triangle choke. Um, this is an interesting fight because a lot of people, a lot of people I trust, a lot of people I like are all over Mankhamed. They think this is the guy of of the future. They really like this kid, you know, to be something in the light heavyweight division. Doucha's, uh, you know, coming, you know, South African MMA is, you know, there's not a ton of guys right now. So this could be like a new New Zealand where a lot of the fighters that were from New Zealand go over to Australia because that was the better training. Now city kickboxing in, Aust- in New Zealand is way better than anything I think Australia has to offer, right? Not saying Australia doesn't have great fighters. They do, but city kickboxing is providing some really talented guys. South Africa could, could be like that. We already got a Don match. Dolce's in the UFC. He looked good in his in his uh, debut. However, Daquan Townsend, I think, is, is, is not maybe the best test uh, for your UFC debut, I don't think that guy is is all that talented. But Dolce did look good. He looked a little hesitant, a little gun shy. Could have been UFC jitters, whatnot. He's going to enemy territory here, fighting a guy who's eleven and one, has a lot of hype. He's a huge favorite. It's a really tough spot. 
I wish I had the balls to pick Dalchuk. I can tell you right now, I won't bet him. I could easily just give you the pick and be like, look at me. I got picks. I got underdog picks. Nah. But in my core, I can't do that because I just don't see him winning the fight. I think too many things are against him, right? Magomedov's this hyped up guy. He's got really good takedowns, really good punches, really good stand-up, has finishes everywhere. Dolce's coming from a country that's not really known for MMA right now. 1-0 in the UFC, does have a submission loss. How does he look on the ground? We don't have enough tape of him. We don't know what his game's like. He's a big, strong, powerful guy with really good punches, but Magomedov's going to be all over him with the grappling and the punching himself. Um, so with a plus 270, I commend anybody throwing a couple bucks on him if you want. If you want to bet a unit on him, that's cool. I'm going to go with Magomedov. I hate the pick. It's a, such a square pick. I wish I could go with the underdog because I really don't know that much about Magomedov, right? I thought he looked kind of average in the Paul Craig fight. thought he looked pretty average in the Kilson and Brew fight. But, you know, I got to kind of lean that way because I think too many things are stacked up against Dacha in this. Um, I'm just so glad I don't have to pronounce uh, Dacha's last name again. All right, next up, you got Shamil Gamzatov, who is 13-0. He is a minus-190 favorite. He's fighting Kilson and Brew. Who's 15 and three? He's a plus 155 underdog. We were just talking about Kilson Abreu. He lost to Magomedov not too long ago. Kilson Abreu is a guy that I've betted against pretty much every time he's fought in the UFC, which has been uh, which has been two times. <laughs> um, so basically, I bet against him against Sam Alvey. Right? I thought Sam Alvey was going to go in there and, and get things done. Kilson's uh, really good on the ground. Has some good submissions on the ground. He's a, a elite. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. But in the Sam Alvey fight, he looked really good on the feet, right? It was a close fight. I think Sam thought he won, which I thought was crazy. Sam didn't win that fight. Um, Kilson, though, was really aggressive in that fight and looked sharp. Hit Sam with big, big power shots. He's a big, thick guy. Uh, Shamil Gamzatov is a guy who's fought in the UFC for a little bit. That's a lie. PFL. I, I keep getting these. See, I don't want to be prejudiced. I don't want to be racist. That's not my style. I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I, every, you know, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not that guy. But every Dagestan and Russian guy, you got to get new hair, new face, facial hair, right? Quit looking the same. You know what I mean? I looked at this guy's picture. I'm like, oh, this is the guy that I talked about the other day. No, it's not. He's never made his UFC debut. But 14 guys that look exactly the same have fought in the UFC. It's driving me nuts. So Shamil Gamzlov, he fought from the PFL. He's got two decision wins in the PFL. Eddie Gordon, Rex Harris. Um, he's obviously going to take the fight to the ground. He's all about Sambo. He's a Sambo world champion, I believe. Yep. Okay. So, um, listen, making his UFC debut, he's 13 and 0 in Russia. This goes back to my last fight with Dacha. I think a lot of things are on Dacha's plate right now. And this fight kind of talks about what I said earlier about how Russian and Brazilian need to have a card, right? This is a guy, Brazilian guy in Kiltson, who is a great on the ground. He's good jiu-jitsu, big, powerful guy. And then you got Shamil's a Sambo guy. He's really good on the ground, too, with his grappling. They're going to have to go to the ground at some point because I think Kiltson might have better stand-up. With that being said, even though I do think Russia has the better, better fighters than Brazil at this point, I'm going with the underdog. You need to find the underdogs where you can. Kiltson a brew... You know, this guy can can catch somebody on the ground, right? I, I don't love this pick. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't love it, but I'm going to pick it. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go kissing a brew. I'm going to go with maybe some late third round submission, something from off his back, something crazy. You know, cl the Russians might clean sweep this fucking card. I think there's a Russian in every fight. Is there not? Right? There's not. The, the girl, the woman fight is not a Russian fight. 
Russian, 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 Russia versus Russia, Russian, Russian, Russian. Uh, the, the next fight's not a Russian fight. So literally, there's only two fights without Russians in it. So the Russians might clean sweep. Uh, bet all the Russians. I don't know. But I'm chasing dogs. I'm chasing the money. I'm trying to give you value picks for your money. I think Kits on a Brew is a fantastic underdog pick at plus 155. All right, next up, Anthony Rocco Martin, who is 16 and 5. He's a plus 135 underdog. He's fighting Ramazin Amiv, who is 18 and 3. He is a minus 165 favorite. This is another one of those fights when this fight get announced. Anthony Rocco was a little bit higher as an underdog. He was a plus 150 or so. He's now creeped lower. I like Rocco Martin as the underdog in this when I first. First fight got announced, right? This is a really tough fight for me to pick. Razim's a guy that a lot of people are high on, right? Um, he's got three fights in UFC, all three wins. He's beat Alvi, he's beat Mina, he's beat Stefan Skillick, uh, all by decision. Kenny Florian on the Florian uh, Anakin Florian podcast was praising this guy. Uh, his only uh, his three losses are by you know long time ago, and then he got knocked out back in 2014. Um, but then the event is the knockout. So this fight wants to go to the ground, right? Anthony Rocco Martin, I think is a good, is talented on the ground. I think he's got good submissions. You know, he trains with a good camp and American top team. He's dating Kayla Harrison, who I think, you know, probably fucking, you know, teaches him how to do judo and tosses him on his head and shit. Um, I think Rocco is such a really good pick here, uh, as an underdog. However, I'm not going to make that pick. I'm going to tell you. My loyal listeners to pick Anthony Rocco Martin. I think that's a smart pick. I think if I'm staring at the sports book tomorrow and I'm I need an under, I'm chasing an under, I might go Rocco. I just think Ramazine Amiv is is just too skillful. I think he's too powerful. You know, Anthony's coming off that loss to uh, Damian Meyer where he fared pretty well on the ground. He didn't get submitted. He did a hell of a lot better job than fucking Ben Ashkin did on the ground. Ramazine, I think, is a little bit different, right? He's not going to go for submissions. He's going to go for positions. I think he's bigger. I think he's stronger. But I'm going to pick Ramazine because I'm a square. But Rocco Martin staring at me at plus 135 is very interesting. I don't hate that pick at all. I actually kind of love it. I just, for whatever reason, can't pull the gun on that. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Ramazine. I think uh, I think I like what I see. I think I've uh, and he's not Russian. This is a, this is a guy. Where, where's this guy from? Okay, he is Russian. Dagestan, Russian. Oh, wait. He's got two different flags here. All right, whatever. Right here, it says he has a different flag. I said, what's that? He's from Dagestan. So are you going to bet against a guy from Dagestan? Crazy. All right, next up, Ed Herman. He's 23 and 14. He's a plus 135 underdog, too. He's fighting Khalis Igabrimov, who is 8-1. He's a minus 165 favorite. I never in a million years thought I was going to pick Ed Herman. I'm picking Ed Herman. Here's why. Khalees fought uh, Dong Eun Jung, his UFC debut. He got cut right away. He was kind of scared of the cut. You know, he lost in the third round, so he fought through the fought through with the cut, but he looked a little rock, rattle with that, right? Didn't really fight his game, gassed a little bit. Ed Herman is a guy who his last time out looked really tough, really durable. He might come out and get clipped and just quit, right? Ed Herman's got incredible heart. Ed Herman doesn't wrestle anymore, right? Ed Herman used to be a beast grappler. He used to take dudes down, be heavy on top, look for chokes, look for submissions. He doesn't do that anymore. He just stands and bang. So I see this fight playing out on the feet, but I do think if Ed Herman grabs a neck or gets a chance to get this fight to the ground, he will. This is the most risky parlay. This is, or excuse me, risky bet. This is your risky bet of the night, right? I think Ed Herman should be way higher. If Khalid's, Khalid's Ibrahimov, if he won his UFC debut, 
Ed Herman would have fucking been a plus 320 and I would have taken him. I like this matchup for him. Um, I think this could go either way. Ed could get in a dogfight and lose a lose a hometown cooking decision. Ed could catch him with something, submit him, whatever, or he can get just knocked out in the first five seconds, right? Ed Herman's been around for a long time. I, I really can't believe that he's in the UFC still, but this is your risky bet, right? Do not put this in a parlay. Do not put this in anything to mess anything up. I like the number, and I like Ed Herman. I'm hoping it gets a little higher. I don't think it will, but I'm hoping it gets a little higher by the time I make my way down the sports book tomorrow. But I like Ed Herman at plus 135. I know that's crazy, but it's a risky bet. So avoid any parlay. I would also bet that this fight doesn't go to the decision, right? Prop bet doesn't go to the decisions. Get it into some kind of finish. Get two for one on your money there. All right, next up, you got Zaleem Amadiv, who's eight and one. He's a minus 225 favorite versus Danny Roberts, who is 16 and five. He's a plus 175 underdog. I, I used to like Danny Roberts. I was high in Danny Roberts. He trains up Black Zillion. He always comes in shape. You know, he's. Uh, a good grappler, you know, he's winning that fight against, uh, what was that Brazilian's name? Claudio Silva, right? He was winning that fight, and it was a very entertaining fight. Yeah, it was Claudio Silva. He's winning that fight, and then the third round, he just got caught in the armbar. His last time out, Michael Pereira knocked him out in two minutes with a flying knee and punch. Before that, he split with David uh, David Zawada. You know, he's got a lot of ugly wins, ugly losses. I mean, he's got a loss to Mike Perry. Mike Perry t him in the third round. He's got a win over my boy Dom Steele. Um, you know, he's got decent wins outside the UFC because he is a very grappling heavy base. Zaleem's a guy that I have circled on this card as well. I think this kid is ultimately talented. I think he's really, really good. He lost to Max Griffin and his debut by majority decision. Um, very, very good fight. That was, on, that was, uh, in, um, excuse me. That was in, um, fucking, I saw it live fucking Atlanta. Jesus. Uh, that was a very entertaining fight. Max won a majority decision. I thought Max pretty much handled that fight pretty well. This guy's a really, really good stand-up guy. He's got big, big power. Um, I like him against Danny Roberts. Danny Roberts has shown to have chin problems. He's shown that if he doesn't get the fight to the ground, it's going to be a problem. I see Zaleem catching him early and quickly. Um, I would lay the 225, minus 225. I have no problem laying that against Danny Roberts. Danny Roberts could show up and wrestle and, and win a very close decision. I think it's just going to take one, though. I think Zaleem's going to crack him with one and, and really and really put him away here. I think he's going to finish Danny Roberts. That was another prop bet. I don't know what that prop would be, if it would be high enough to put money on it, but I do see this being finished. I see Zaleem looking pretty impressive here. All right, co-main event, main event time. Uh, Alexander Volkov, who's 37 and oh, he is a minus 260 favorite. He's fighting Greg Hardy, who is 5 1 and 1, plus 220. Greg Hardy turned around from Inhaler Gate. Listen, we all know how I feel about Greg Hardy, right? I think he's scum of the earth. I think he sucks. Um, I don't like his person. I don't like how he acts. I don't like how he carries himself. I don't like that the UFC signed him. I don't like that he's the co main event. I will respect the fact that he took this fight on relatively short notice after inhaler gate. Maybe this is a smart way to put the inhaler thing behind him. And he's also fighting a ranked top 10 heavyweight, Alexander Volkov, who was a champion in Bellator um, and has some really signature wins. UFC. He's got to finish over fucking Fabrizio or doom. Volkov's coming off a horrible knockout loss to Derek Lewis. That was a while ago though. Um, he's winning every second of that fight. And if he just circled out, he would have beat Derek Lewis and he ran right into a right hand and got finished on the ground with seconds left. Crushing, crushing the feet. Awesome finish. Volkov's a guy who is taller than Greg Hardy. He's going to be longer than Greg Hardy. I think that's going to give Greg Hardy fits. 
it takes a little bit for guys. And Greg Hardy probably doesn't train with many people bigger than him. Greg Hardy's 6'5", 6'6", long arms, big athletic guy. He doesn't train with too many people that probably have a longer reach than him and they're taller than him. That takes a little bit of time. I don't know if Greg Hardy's put in enough time to really kind of learn how to work your way inside, right? He looked okay against Ben Sassoli, who was what, 5'10"? Six foot, if that, right? He looked good punching down against Ben Sassoli. Greg Hardy also does kind of like a crouch stance because he's afraid of getting taken down. So he takes away some of his height. He takes away some of his reach. Volkov stands kind of straight up. He uses all of his reach. His chin's a little high in the air for me, and he has had chin problems. He has been knocked out before. But he's also fought some guys that are really big headhunters. He's fought Roy Nelson. He's fought guys who only swing for the fences, which is what only Greg Hardy can do in this fight, in the win. Greg Hardy's not going to go for a takedown. Greg probably won't clinch all that much. He's probably going to stand up there and box. I will say Greg Hardy did look good against Ben Sozoli. I thought his stand-up looked better. I thought he moved pretty well. I thought he is improving. Um, this might be too much to handle. Now, Yanni the Greek, who I make fun of quite a bit because the guy's got fake teeth, and I don't think he needs to be getting paid by the UFC to do what he's doing. I don't want a six-year-old man tell me how to fucking bet my money. Uh, I know if that's ageism, I'm sorry. Um, but he's been kind of hot, if I'm being honest with you. He gave out a pick today. He gave out Greg Hardy. So it was the easiest uh, underdog pick he could play and blah, blah, blah. I, you know, when this when this got flirted with me, I, I like the idea of picking Greg Hardy. I, I, I know I said I never would. Plus 220, that's good return on investment. I have him highlighted here as an underdog play that you could use. I don't mind the Greg Hardy pick. I think there's some strong value in that because Volkov has been knocked out before. Greg Hardy does possess a lot of power. But if you're Volkov, you got to come in here and you got to know that you got to circle and move and pick away at this guy. Body kicks, front kicks, head kicks, leg kicks, right? Don't be worried about getting taken down, right? Long jab, long jab. You got to stay on the range. Get this guy tired, right? He can't use his inhaler. They've already said you can't use the inhaler. Wear this guy out. Body, 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 head. Wear this guy out, and you win this fight. So I'm going to pick Volkov. I, I'm not going to go Greg Hardy. I know that a lot of people love that Greg Hardy underdog. I can understand why. You know, I get it. I actually would put money on Volkov because I'm hoping that enough money comes in on Greg Hardy that Volkov drops to about, he's 260 right now. If he drops anywhere below 220, I'm taking it. I just think he has all the skills, and I think he's been around too long. He's got 37 fights, former world champion. He's been in there with some of the best. And I think Greg Hardy is going to have problems with someone that's bigger than him. I really do. I think he's going to take a little bit to find his range, and hopefully when he finds his range, if he ever does, he's already tired by that point because Volkov's chipping away. However, Greg Hardy does have that big puncher chance. Volkov obviously isn't immune to that. He has been knocked out. So, you know, it's, you know, the line's kind of all over the place. It's a pretty big line, so I can see why people are jumping on Hardy, but I'm rocking with Volkov in this, and like I said, if it dips below 220, I'm placing that bet. All right, main event time, you got Zabip Magomed Sharipov versus Calvin Cater. Uh, Zabip 17-1. He's a minus 280 favorite. Calvin Cater is 20-3. and three. He's a plus 260. Is that 210? What is that? 210? Yeah, he's probably moving a little bit. Uh, what a main event. I'm bummed it's not five rounds. I'm bummed it's not five rounds. I'm high on both these guys. My uh, my pick and partner, Devin, really likes Calvin Cater. Um, I don't know if he likes Calvin Cater in this fight, but he's really high in Calvin Cater. Um, Zabip, he's a guy that has looked really good. He has shown flashes where he's looked really, really good. 
And there's times where I think he looks really average for a guy that gets talked about as much as he does, right? His submission over Brandon Davis was awesome. His fight with Kyle Bognak was an exciting fight, but it showed so many holes in his game. His fight with Jeremy Stevens was actually kind of kind of smart, right? He kind of picked away at Jeremy Stevens and, and didn't let Jeremy land any of his shots, but he didn't look dominant. Jeremy thinks he won that fight. Calvin Kidder's only loss in UFC is to Renate Morcano, who basically did what I think Zabib's going to do. I think Zabib's going to stay away. I think Zabib moves really well. I think he's very fluid. I think he kicks really well, and I think his punches are really good. Calvin has good stand-up as well. He's in great shape. Can mix it up. I don't know if he wants to go to the ground with Zabib. I think he's going to probably want to stand up the whole time. Um, is has big power, has a lot of knockouts on his record, knocked out Shane Burgos, which is a big feather in your cap because Burgos looked so dominant last weekend. But Zabip, I'm going to go with Zabip just because of the style. I mean, this 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 fight put my brain in a pretzel because I want to go cater because he's such a big underdog and he's such a big talent. I just think Zabip's kind of the guy right now. I think he's going to po- outpoint him. I think he's going to win a decision. I don't see any way in hell he's going to lose a decision on Russia. He's going to have the backing. He's going to, you know, I don't see him getting finished. I don't see him walking anything with cater. I think he's too smart for that. I think he's got too smart of a camp. I think he's going to hit and move. He's going to use his speed. If it goes to the ground, Zabip's going to, Zabip might want it to go to the ground. Um, we haven't seen Cater off his back enough. We haven't seen him, uh, you know, really on the ground all that much. So if Zabip wants to take it to the ground, he obviously has advantage in there. I'm going to rock with Zabip, and uh, that's the way it is. I'm sorry. I, I wish I had more underdogs for you, but uh, it is what it is. So my lock of the night, my lock of the night is probably going to be, as much as I love Roman Kopolov. And I was going to do a video pick with him. My lock in and I am going to play a little safe. It's going to be Zaleem Amadiv against Danny Roberts. That'll be lock of the night. So he's a little high. So if you want to lay some big money down to get a small return, you can go Zaleem. Or if you want to big, lay big, big money down, he's my lock of the night. My underdog lock of the night. Um, man, there's not like that. I don't love like a ton of unders here. All right, my underdog lock of the night is going to be Sergey, and I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. I think he's the best bet of underdogs. I think that fight's going to go a decision, and it's Russian versus Russian, so neither can get screwed out of the home crowd, uh, you know, home judging. It's really whoever the fans like more. So I'm playing a little safe, guys. I need my numbers up. Um, I think we only have like four or five more events by the end of the year, right? I know we got Brazil next weekend, and then we're two weeks off, and then we got the 7th and the 14th. And then we're probably off, obviously, Christmas weekend. And I don't know if we have anything at the end of, of December I have to look. But, I I mean, at best, we got five, I think, five events left before uh, before 2020 hits. And uh, I'm excited. 2020 is going to be awesome. Try to take the podcast to a new level. I got some ideas to kind of change some things up, whether it be the pick em or just regular podcasts as well. Um, I have a blast doing this, guys. I, I'm so glad you guys listen. Our numbers are doing great. I meet interesting people. Everyone that messaged me on Instagram, Twitter, you guys are awesome. I love the interaction. It's it's to me and where I'm from, it's really hard to find people who know MMA as much as I do or who loves MMA as much as I do. And it's really cool that this podcast gets to I get to broadcast it to the world essentially and all these different people from all over the world feel the same way I do, who love this sport as much as I do. And that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's, I should have done this a long time ago, but that's so cool that I'm meeting, uh, not meeting physically, but hopefully one day, uh, seeing all these people online and, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a cool feeling guys. It's awesome. So before I get super emotional, start crying and give my Oscar speech, we'll wrap it up. Uh, yep. Morning card. 
UFC Moscow should be interesting. Going to the sports book tomorrow, I'll probably text out like who I actually officially took. I know I'm gonna bet heavy on somebody. Uh, I think I'm not gonna fuck around and do like a bunch of bets like I did last week. And I think I'm gonna put all my money on one guy and then immediately regret it Saturday night. So that's the show. I'll talk to you guys next week. We'll recap this and then we'll go over UFC Sao Paulo. All right, see ya. You wanna take it from the top? Yeah, let's try it. He will roll you Baby, don't you know My heat will move your soul Come on, come on, come on, come on Love me today Love me tomorrow Feel, 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 feel my heat. I think we should repeat that again. Feel, 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 feel my heat. Feel my heat. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Let's lay it down. Nick? You want to lay it down? Are we rolling on the rehearsal?